Direct from Cape Gun Works in Hyannis, you're listening to Rapid Fire Radio with your host, Toby Leary. I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gun Works. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome, everybody, to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And like us and subscribe wherever you consume your social media from. Uh, we are at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio, wherever you consume social media. Uh, as mentioned, you can give us a call, 508-444-2120. My voice is a little hoarse today, I apologize. I've been doing the Grace Curley show all week, and um, so I'm, I don't know, a little a little hoarse. Uh, I can't say that it's because I don't usually talk this much because I do. (laughs) I talk a lot. So anyway, glad you guys are here with us. I'll be following along on the chat. I'm back to running the control board and uh, firing on all cylinders, able to take calls, have guests lined up for later in the show. So we're good to go. We're ready to launch back in the saddle. I'm excited about that. And uh, we're excited about you guys joining in the show. Hopefully everyone had a great week. We had an incredible uh, tax-free weekend this past week. And um, that's always one of the busiest times of the year for us. We are always, um, you know, humbled and blessed by the amount of people that want to stick it to the government in our store. So it's funny because the uh, you could run a ten percent off sale, and we would have we would end up getting a good amount of people. There's no question about it. But if you have a six point two five percent tax holiday, they wrap around the building because people want to stick it to the government. There's no other way around it. It's just what they want to do, right? So um, it's it's pretty crazy, but I think it's great, you know? And here's something to think about. It's buying guns the way our government intended. What does that mean? Well, I don't believe sales tax was a thing for a long time. So think about that. Sales tax is probably a pretty modern thing, right? It, it 
I, I'd like, maybe we should Google that and find out when sales tax happened. Because I think our founders viewed taxes, the only lawful taxes were excise tax and property tax. So those were the ways the government would be funded through excise tax and property tax. But alas, here we are 240 odd years later, and we tax everything. It's, I mean, it is tax, and it's not just Massachusetts. They they don't call it Massachusetts for nothing. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's everywhere, right? It's your gasoline. It's your the firearms you buy, the ammunition you buy, the uh, cars you buy, the uh, the food you buy, whether it's prepared or not. Um, I think Massachusetts has taxed just about everything they possibly can. There's one thing or two things that they get right. They don't tax food at the grocery store and they don't tax uh, clothing, which for obvious reasons, right? Like if you got to clothe your kids and your family, that's a hardship. You shouldn't have to uh, pay taxes on it, right? I mean, doesn't that make sense? I think... I think that um, I believe we should see a reduction in taxes because I do believe that the government does a horrible job at spending our money. Um, but also, I have questions about the constitutionality of taxes. So we have, as I mentioned before, taxes on guns, which it's an enumerated constitutional right. And under that law, that Supreme Court ruling uh, that we talk about so often here on the show, the Murdoch v. Pennsylvania, um, you cannot char charge tax uh, on an, uh, the exercise of a right. So I'll, I'll read you the exact um, exact ruling on that but so if you can't charge a tax for that free exercise of a right then how can you charge tax on firearms which are a constitutionally protected right it says number four out of murdoch v pennsylvania 19 319 us 105 1943 this was a freedom of speech press and religion case but still, it's uh, number four here says a state may not impose a charge for the enjoyment of a right granted by the federal constitution. So I guess their argument would be that the right isn't taxed, just the purchase of the items to enjoy the right is taxed. But I say it all goes hand in hand. I think it would be great if the somebody would challenge the legality of that um because the you know i i don't know maybe maybe i'm stretching it too far so i guess you could make the argument in the first amendment that you can't charge for the ink and the pen and the pencil and the paper and the um so anything that would be involved in writing couldn't be taxed but i like where that's headed i think taxes should be drastically reduced right now between 
federal, state, local, excise, property, sales, income, uh, death, capital gains, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're probably paying close to 50%, half of our income for taxes. Don't get me started on insurance, but why, where in the, you know, founding documents does it say that half of our income should be taken by the government? And I don't believe government does a good job on spending my money either. I believe there's waste. I don't believe there's good oversight. I believe they spend it on things that should, it should ought not be spent on. I believe that uh, we give it to countries that should not get it. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, defense, border security, those are where we should start. But anyway, 508-444-2120 is the number. If you disagree with me, give me a call. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Um, the, the, the bottom line is it's probably not going away. And the Pittman-Robertson Act is a tax on all firearms and all ammunition that funds outdoor space, hunting access, all that good stuff. And so it, it's probably, it's probably a, um, you know, government doesn't like to reduce taxes. Let's put it that way. They've never seen a tax they don't like. Um, and Ace, you're right. They don't tax a gun safe. Uh, that is funny in this state. They do not do that. Um, Anne Marie says when she buys clothes for her grandchildren in Illinois, they tax. Yeah, I'm sure other states do, but the the thing about Massachusetts is there's a couple things they get right. And I think you could count that on one hand. But um, for the most part, yeah, they have never seen a tax they don't like. They They basically um, just gouge you in every way, shape or form. Uh, I don't know. It's just my personal opinion. I'd like, I'd like to see a reduction in it. Um, Chris, I do need a little more polar seltzer. <laughs> no, actually I did get a bunch. So I appreciate you, uh, watching out for me here. Um, but Let's get back to some gun news because uh, we haven't talked much about the uh, Supreme Court decision that came down a week or so ago when Amy, Amy Coney Barrett jumped ship and Justice Roberts, who's obviously uh, could go either way at any given time, um, he, they both jumped ship and voted with the more liberal Supreme Court justices to leave the um, frame and receiver rule intact. So even though there was, uh, and I say the rule, meaning the new rule by the ATF. So they're basically saying, this is, uh, this is the way it's going to be. And um, I think there's it's still going to a, legal challenge, but the, the bottom line is, as of right now, you're not going to be granted any type of injunctive relief um, by the court or by the Supreme Court, for that matter. 
And it's very disappointing. I don't know if it's a procedural thing that ultimately will be overthrown, but you never know. Um, I'm I'm nervous that they'll they'll probably just punt on it, and uh, it it will never be made right again. But they didn't really hear on the merits. I don't think. Uh, maybe we'll get try and get Mark Smith on again from Four Boxes Diner to talk about that because it's definitely a what seems to be a major setback for us and. Um, you know, they're basically acknowledging that the ATF has the right to change the rules, change the game, even though it has serious legal implications for the average American um, who, you know, wants to make their own gun. I was talking to a lawyer about it yesterday. He didn't seem like it was that big of a deal uh, because um, he said, well, back in the day in 1791, gunsmiths built guns. It wasn't really people manufacturing their own guns in their garage or in their barns. And I said, okay, but if I went down to the local gunsmith and asked him to build me a gun, he didn't need to petition the the government for that. He just did it. And then when he was done, he handed it to me and it probably didn't have a serial number. So still the government didn't know about it and didn't care about it because guns were um, considered a right. And what is a right if it can be infringed upon? It's not a right anymore. It's a privilege. So that's my problem with it. It's, it's no longer a right. It's a privilege. If, uh, if you end up, you know, just, <laughs> if you can take it away or restrict it in any way, shape or form. So, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But let me know what you think. 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And we will be right back after this. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Federal ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's Federal Ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal Ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. And welcome back to Rapid Fire, a 2A Talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and a show that you can call in, let your voice be heard, 508-444-2120. That's the number here. You can also text 508-444-2120 and you can, leave us all, you can also leave us a message on said 
number 508-444-2120. So we're glad you're here with us. Um, we're going to be talking more about local stuff here and guns and uh, the news. Uh, we also have um, we have Greg Wilkes in the second hour from the USCCA. He'll be joining us in the second hour. So uh, we're looking forward to having him with us It's uh, and getting the USCCA's perspective on everything going on these days. So join us, uh, stick with us, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking uh, with him as well. But getting back to what I was talking about before the break, um, we have, right now we have um, this bill that's been introduced. I don't think it goes anywhere. But uh, it's a 1,000% excise tax on gun guns, uh, and it tips Democrats' hands on the 2A. Tom Knight wrote an article about it on bearing arms. You can check that out. Um, and they basically are saying that they want to charge a 1,000% tax, excise tax on, on guns. Now, the Biden administration has long said that they are going to be, um, you know, taxing and banning guns. They're really trying to, to ban assault weapons, as he likes to say. Um, the the uh, assault weapons ban, if you will, is a ban on any gun that has a detachable magazine that has two or more evil features, just like the 94 assault weapons ban. It was uh, in uh, 94s when they passed it. Um, so anyway, uh, Don and Stoughton, call back. I pressed the wrong button and dumped your call, so I'm sorry. If you want to give me a call, uh, give me a call back at 508-444-2120. Still, uh, I'm still you know, use, using the levers and switches here. So I apologize. Uh, but anyway, um, ah, there you go. All right. So let's go to the calls. We'll get Don and Stoughton here. Hey, Don, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> How you doing, Toby? Hello, hello. Can you, oh. Hello, hello. Hey, there you are. Hello. Sorry. It's me. Yep. There. Yes. Go ahead, Don. Put the candle back. Yes. Uh, it was funny because uh, a number of years ago, the um, state of Minnesota tried to tax the ink and newspaper of the Minneapolis Star Tribune. It went to the Supreme Court, and they stated emphatically, you cannot put a tax, a sales tax, on the ink and paper of a First Amendment right, mm. which uh, leads me to believe that if you buy a gun safe here in Massachusetts, not only can they not charge a sales tax because it's a quote, mandated requirement, according to a law that's unconstitutional. Right. But you should be able to deduct the cost of the safe and every firearm and every piece of ammunition you buy. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I think. Otherwise, uh, you, go ahead. Go, yeah. Otherwise, you'd be uh, using after-tax dollars to exercise the right, mm. which is totally unconstitutional. Go ahead. Yeah. No, Um so why has no one ever challenged this, right? We we end up, uh, I get it, it takes money and time. But on the other hand, it's our constitutional right 
And you're only making it harder to exercise that right if you tax people. We already know there's a high barrier barrier to gun ownership in some states like Massachusetts, Maryland, New York, New Jersey. And then you, you go ahead and layer on another uh, encumbrance called taxes. And what right does the government have to do that? I mean, I know there's a lot of people that think government does have a right to impose taxes. It's a constitutional right. I've read it in the constitution, but isn't that more for things that aren't constitutionally protected rights? That's my, my only question. Well, you're, you're, you're correct, Toby. What is not enumerated under article one, section one of the federal constitution and or in the Massachusetts constitution, if it is not enumerated that the people have subjected to the government control over the right to keep and bear arms, then they have no control over it at all, which is why I'm saying every law in Massachusetts and under the acts of Congress regarding firearms are unconstitutional, save for the ones that hold you accountable for the abuse of a right, you know, criminally exercised, such as using a firearm in the commission of a crime. Right. Other than that, Toby, they, they have no say over the, what we do with our firearms. Mm. Well, we've come a long way from that, Don. Uh, I hope someday that we'll write the ship on that. But hey, thanks so much for the call. Um, I appreciate you, your, Toby. I appreciate your insight. Take care, Don. So, so where do we go from here? You know, Congress is full of lawyers, right? They all love the right new taxes. They love to levy you. They love to keep you poor and enrich themselves all the while. And their scheme, this thousand percent tax is part of the scheme to make it impossible to get, uh, to get a, a head right, or to get a gun that they don't think you should have. So it's an, it's a further, um, it's a backdoor gun ban is what it is. So if you take a firearm that costs five, 600 bucks and you impose a thousand percent tax on it, that, that gun just become $6,000. So who's going to pay pony up and pay $6,000 for an AR 15. That's the theory behind it. That's the thought process behind it. 508-444-2120 is the number. Uh, and if they're going to impose that and they know people aren't going to be able to afford it. This is literally what they did in the twenties and thirties with the gun control act or the NFA act, right? Uh, they, they deemed a bunch of guns to be national firearms act guns. So they said short barreled rifles, short barreled shotguns, silencers, and machine guns are going to require a tax and it's a $200 tax. So, if you think about how much $200 was in the 30s, I think it was 1934, I think it was equivalent to four or $5,000. Um, I've heard estimates as high as six or $7,000 in today's money. So yeah, of course you're not gonna pay seven grand to get a silencer or to get a short barreled rifle or a short barreled shotgun or a machine gun. When Prior to that, you could just walk into the local hardware store and get one. But now they levied a tax on it to prevent the spread of 
those guns being sold. And it's an interesting way of enforcing crime because what they're saying is only criminals need these type of guns and nothing could be further from the truth. The average person needs that type of gun in their home to defend themselves against the criminals that are going to have that type of gun. And they don't care whether you pass a law for it or not. They, they passed it basically to get the likes of um, Al Capone to not get guns anymore. And here's a guy who's, you know, stacking cash all over the place. And he's not going to apply for a permit because it costs too much. I don't think so. And yet all it did was make it so that it was untouchable for the average peaceful law abiding citizen. So you can't deem an entire class of weapons. I, I'm still waiting for that old thing to be challenged in court. The bottom line is we can't leave our rights up to the court systems. Um, it's it's a scary place for it to be. So, you know, the bottom line is we have to do better at voting for people who are interested in preserving our rights and not, you know, Pairing them away. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm still very curious as to that uh, whole theory of uh, going after surety bonds. We had a caller on the Grace, call, uh, Grace Curley show today about the surety bonds. And uh, they, they were basically a um, saying that you can levy a, against, you know, make a claim against their surety bond. And if they have to pay out, if the insurance company has to pay out, then the, the politician has to reimburse the insurance for it. And it makes it very difficult to get it again. And he was, you know, given case cases of where uh, it was used against school committees and for mask mandates, et cetera. But um, I, I haven't heard if it's been successfully done. And I'd love to know if it was. Maybe I'll try to Google that and look that up. But anyway, 508-444-2120 is the number. Uh, if you want to be on the show with me today, you can text 508-444-2120 and also give us a call um, and leave a message if I don't pick up. Uh, so hopefully I'll catch the phone ringing like I didn't when uh, Dawn was calling. But uh, yeah, you can give me a jingle and we'll talk about it. But um, we also, like I said, have Greg Wilkes in the uh, second hour, so you don't want to miss out on that. It's going to be a great time. Um, we're looking forward to having him on the show. And uh, certainly type your question into the chat after the break. We're going to be getting to your chat um, items. Hopefully uh, some of you will be able to make the upcoming stops for the Second Amendment rallies and whatnot. We'll talk a little bit about that after the break. So I'm Toby Leary, and this is Rapid Fire. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex optics today. 
Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Toby from Cape Gunworks and Rapid Fire Radio, and it's time for our weekly special gun of the week. We missed a week last week, so we got some catching up to do. That's why there's two guns of the week this week. It's actually the same gun, just different color. So check it out. We have the FN 509 Tactical. It's their full-size striker-fired gun, optic-ready, ambi-safety, ambi-slide-stop, and it comes with a threaded barrel and night sights. I know that's a mouthful, but here's what else is cool about it. It comes with five FN mags. See that? FN mags, five FN mags. So. You gotta check it out, that's a great deal. Also what's cool about these guns is that they upgraded the trigger to the LS Edge trigger, their flat face competition trigger. So it's a great trigger press, real nice clean break and a short, awesome, crispy reset. So this would be a great gun for shooting at the range, for home defense, for any type of competitive shooting. FN really knocked it out of the park with this and we have it in your choice of black or tan. So there you have it. The FN 509 Tactical is this week's Rapid Fire Gun of the Week. So go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down and click on Gun of the Week and you'll get a very special savings on said gun. Thanks for tuning in. And sorry about that. So there you have it. The FN 509 Tactical is the gun of the week. Uh, super cool gun. We have it in black or tan. And you get five extra mags. Pretty cool. Uh, and that's a ridiculously popular gun in our shop, by the way. That gun might have even eclipsed the, the HKVP9 as a our number one selling um, full-size gun. Just throwing that out there. I don't know if that's true. I don't, I'm just going by gut feel, but I feel like we've been selling more of those than the FN, um, I mean, than the VP9. But uh, I'd have to look into it to get, you know, I might be making that up. The, the HK VP9 is definitely our all time best selling full size gun. Uh, there's nothing else that can touch it. Um, although, I shouldn't say that. The SIG 320 might be a close second all time. And the only reason for that is not because it's just a super high demand gun. It's because SIG notoriously dumps a heap ton of inventory on us in December. Of course, we're trying to uh, draw down our inventory for tax purposes and we end up. <laughs> We end up uh, getting 
a tractor trailer load of guns right before the end of the year from SIG. Thank you, SIG. Um, and the last time they did it, it was one you. We got like two or three years worth of back orders in one fail swoop. It was it was painful. Uh, it took us some time to get through them. But I would just say that because of that, it might be a close second. It might be number one. Uh, but it's not because the people come in and be like, this is the gun I want. So just saying. And there's so many variants of the 320. There's, you know, I mean, the Legion. There's the Spectre. There's the uh, M18, the M17, the 320 Compact, the 320 Carry, the 320F, uh, the Max Michelle, the... Um, what was the other one they made there? Uh, the competition one, um, not the Legion. I can't remember, but anyway, there you have it. Um, let's go to the chat. Uh, a couple people, uh, it's good to have Guns and Water back on the chat. He uh, has two new knees, so hopefully you'll be um, able to get back in the fight and, and uh, start your marathon running days again. Uh, <laughs> that's an insensitive statement of mine. I'm sorry. I hope you have a speedy recovery. And um, it's amazing how many people are going through that surgery now. They either um, get a hip or a knee or um, Certain joints are getting replaced left and right. My father-in-law had both hips done. Or actually, he had one hip done. He's about to get his other hip done. Uh, but yeah, so Anne-Marie wishes you a speedy recovery as well. She needs the knee replacement, but she's petrified. They'll jab her. Oh, man. They're going to jab you with something, but hopefully not what you are what you mean. Um, and G23 saying he needs a right knee and back surgery, and he doesn't want to do the back surgery because he'd be red medically retired. So uh, this chat is going downhill quick, folks. Pretty soon we'll be talking about oxygen tanks and wheelchairs. And uh, we're all getting old, right? And getting old ain't for sissies. So uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can all get something for the pain that ails us. So yeah. All right, cool. Let's see what else we got. Um, G23 says he doesn't have to pay sales tax for anything, but he pays income taxes. That's in uh, Oregon, right? I believe that's where you are. Um, there's some great states out there, by the way, uh, that don't have sales tax, don't have income tax. I believe South Dakota's one, but who the heck is living in South Dakota? I think there's about 13 people living there. Um, I've been there a couple of times. It's a cool place, actually. Uh, and then New Hampshire doesn't have sales tax or income tax. And I hear all the time people say, yeah, but they have high property tax. But they can own any gun they want. Their roads are in great shape. I think their schools are in pretty good shape. And they don't have sales tax or income tax. I bet you dollars to donuts, if you add up the amount you pay in sales tax and income tax, 
it's far greater than the property tax delta from any other state. So just saying. Um, not to mention you can own suppressors and short-barreled anything. There's no list and they're constitutional carry. So the live free or die state. Yeah. Demolition says it's just procedural BS. The ATF is going to get their butts whooped by the Supreme Court in time. Man, I hope so. I really hope so. And I think you're right. And he's probably referring to the frame and receiver rule that we were talking about. Um, I think as soon as it sees its day in court, it, it'll probably be that way. I would agree. Um, so you never know. Uh, I just don't like to put my freedom in the hands of the courts. Like I, I'm Jim Wallace from Gun Owners Action League just said that too about HB, Bill HD 4420 because a lot of people's responses like, oh, if it passes, just sue them. And it's like, no, that isn't, that isn't what we need to ensure that we don't have our rights stripped. We need politicians to be held accountable, whether it be at the ballot box or whether it be, um, you know, in the court's system but i would much rather hold them accountable in the ballot box because if they're gonna lose their job over voting a certain way that's good um guns and water says i had to pay a tax on a book i had to pay a two percent extra tax on a firearm in philly gun shop huh interesting that's um hmm. i wonder why you had to pay extra tax on a firearm in Philly gun shop. I guess maybe Philadelphia passed a law like that, but that's not good. Uh, yeah, uh, Anne-Marie says they found any way to tax us. That's for sure. Um, the ammoland.com has an article by... Mark Smith actually talking about an update on the recent DOJ brief regarding the U.S. versus Rahimi case. If you're not familiar about the U.S. versus Rahimi case, this is the Second Amendment case that pertains to domestic violence restraining orders. Um, and the a lower court ruled that it's unconstitutional to charge someone who is under a restraining order with illegal possession of a firearm. Now, there were two cases that have basically the same type of flavor around them and uh, legal gerrymandering here that ruled unconstitutional for the uh, domestic violence cases. But the Rahimi one is the one that the Garland Justice Department pushed for and wanted the Supreme Court, asked the Supreme Court to take the case because Rahimi is a bad dude. He's like corn pop. He's a really bad dude. And, uh, and so they didn't want to have, um, they wanted to have uh, a, a bad dude be the face of the gun freedom argument so that the courts would maybe maybe uh, end up saying no, you know what I mean? 
that they that they wouldn't be able to stand the the guy in front of them or the case in front of them so therefore they're going to rule against them but that's the uh you never know it's uh how that all plays out but it would be interesting to to see that ruling overturned you know that ruling upheld uh i'm not saying i believe that people who are domestic abusers should be able to have guns but i think we're failed as society to if we're if people who are domestic abusers are out on the street i think they should be in jail um so the the whole point of the the legal case is um do you have due process if somebody takes out a restraining order against you and they automatically take your guns that's basically built before any type of um, evidence has been heard or whatever it's just somebody's word against yours and we've all seen this uh this really abused in the past right we all know someone who's had gone through a divorce or something and had their spouse threaten to take out a restraining order because they knew it would destroy their right to keep and bear arms so uh, that's really what it comes down to and that's really what all the red flag was where they all um, end up as well right they end up at that same place of there's no due process it's somebody else's word against yours and hopefully we'll see this turn into the challenges to the red flag laws and again i'm not trying to make excuses for the the abuser i honestly believe if you abuse someone like that you should be in jail for a long time shouldn't be able to get out for a long time to come but anyway 508-444-2120 is the number if you want to be on the show um and we're going to keep following that uh that Rahimi case, it looks like the uh, DOJ filed an amicus brief um, in this case to try to basically say, hey, you know, uh, this is why it should be upheld and whatnot. Um, and Mark Smith goes on to suggest that the DOJ representing the Biden administration is arguing for extensive interpretation measures. The contention seems to be that the Second Amendment allows Congress and other legislative bodies the power to disarm individuals, aka infringe, deemed not law-abiding or responsible. The criteria for such judgments as outlined in the brief could range from minor infractions like jaywalking to more serious criminal activities. And he goes on to point out there's broad implications of such interpretation, and it might leave a vast number of citizens without the right to keep and bear arms, just like in Massachusetts, right? This is where we stand right now in Massachusetts. This is why this is such an important case, because they are clinging to this suitability um, clause in the mass general law that says, or it might not even be law, to be honest with you, um, although I think it is. Uh, but they're clinging to it. They they haven't fixed this according to the Bruin decision. 
Uh, when they did fix it, they basically said, all right, we can no longer restrict your license to carry to certain places and uh, certain times, if you will. And uh, we can't give you uh, like a second class license. We have to issue. And also we can't just say arbitrarily, no, we're not a may issue state anymore. We're a shall issue state. But they said, if you're unsuitable, we can deny you, which is crazy. But anyway, that's uh, that's the way it, it is right now. That's the way it stands. We'll look into this a little bit um, on the other side. And also the, uh, some of the other news around gun laws, which seems to be changing by the minute every time we uh, turn around or look you know, it's, it's just unbelievable. But anyway, uh, yeah. So stand by. We will be right back after this break. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. We're glad you're here with us talking about guns and freedom and the Second Amendment. We're taking your questions. You can feel free to give us a call at 508-444-2120. And we're also going to jump on the chat again. Uh, till the end of the hour. So your questions are top of the list right now till the end of the show, 508-444-2120. Vanessa says there are already bills that keep being submitted by adding a thousand percent tax on ammo, et cetera. Yeah, you're right. That's nothing new. Um, A lot of those bills end up, you know, falling by the wayside, fortunately. Um, But it's, it's, nothing new under the sun. This has been around for a long time. They've been trying to ban our rights and take them away or death by a thousand cuts. So it's, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, it's, we got to fight for our rights, unfortunately. And that, you know, is a funny phrase. If you think about it, it's, um, it's not funny. Ha ha. It's funny, peculiar because a right is something that's already granted to us and endowed by our creator, not by man. And government acknowledged our rights when the foundation of our government was formed um, and said it's unalienable. 
It can't be attached. There can be no conditions put on it. It must be unconditional or else it isn't a right. And the bottom line is they added language and verbiage, everybody knows, uh, to the Second Amendment that says shall not be infringed. So not only do we have unalienable or unalienable rights, that means you can't attach conditions or liens to them. You can't say, well, you have a right, but that eliminates all the buts. The founders were smart enough to know human nature is that they're not going to listen to this. So let's add some words called shall not be infringed. And they still don't listen, right? That's the way it goes. Um, G-Webs has a poignant observation about this thousand percent tax. And he says, if we can compromise with a thousand percent tax on nine millimeter only, then we all win. Oh, that is not true, G-Webs. Uh, I think most people would lose because it's the, it's the most popular round on earth, right? That's right. That's just what you needed to hear today, G-Webs. <laughs> um, well, or we could be like Mexico and ban nine millimeter because uh, that's the NATO round and you got to go with uh, something other than what NATO uses or the police use. Uh, Europe was doing that for a while and I guess Italy was the last of the Mohicans. They finally did away with that arcane law and you can now own nine millimeter in a lot of um, the Europe. But um, yeah, for a while there, any round that was a government round or a military round was banned just by the way it, it was just the way it was. Um, yeah. And New York outcast says, so only the rich or privileged will be armed. Go figure. Yeah. And uh, they don't even care about being armed because they can hire a security team. Right. So that's the way it is. G23, everyone needs five F and mags. That's right, man. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, X5 and the Rose and the AMG. Yeah, you, all the iterations of the uh, 320. There's been a lot. The X5, that was one I forgot about, which was different from the Legion X5. But anyway, I got to say that um, SIG does a phenomenal job of reinventing the wheel. They bring and they they're still rolling out new editions of the 226 and 229. It's amazing. If you think about it, the um, that gun has been around since the 80s, and they still come out with one. It's it's amazing when you think about it. Uh, how many different ways they can uh, they can just reinvent the same gun, but they're masters at it. And every rollout is met with excitement. It's not like, uh, you know, the Smith field uh, from the 1.0 to the 2.0. That was kind of like, oh yeah, that's a, that should have been like that in the first place. And then when they came out with the shield plus, it was like, that's really how it should have been in the first place. Like, are you kidding me? It's the same exact size gun fits in the same holster, but it holds 10 rounds now instead of seven or eight. Yeah, but SIG, I don't know how they do it. They're, they have a marketing genius somewhere. 
that says, let's come out with the AXG, the AXG Pro. We'll come out with the uh, Spectre, the Spectre Comp. And all the while, each one, you're like, oh man, I want that one. But that's, uh, unfortunately, it's, you know, uh, you, you just gotta, gotta deal with it. So, all right, when's, when are we gonna get some more of those MCX Spear LTs? Ah, uh, well, Jesus, <laughs> his handle is Jesus is Lord, which I agree with, by the way. It sounds like we're praying to Jesus for those SIG MCX Spears here, but uh, maybe that would free them up a little bit because uh, we all know it, it's probably not gonna happen anytime soon with SIG. Hopefully we'll, we'll get them pretty soon, but um, you never know. Uh, Delaware doesn't have the taxes, but they do have the husk. Yeah, well, um, I don't know much about the husk, but they they definitely um, don't want to... Oh, I get what the husk is. I, I'm a little slow on the uptick, but <laughs> they don't have taxes. Yeah, it's it's interesting that most corporations go to Delaware to form a big corporations, like especially credit cards, uh, are, are a Delaware corporation for some reason. There must be some good legal protections there. Um, and hey, New York, I didn't uh, ask for that comment, but so cool that Tony Hawk is into guns. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do another video on that someday soon, but um, my alter ego for sure. Um, Skilled says my property tax and mass was like 4G uh, versus comparable houses at 6G in New Hampshire. All right, so that's a $2,000 delta. I would trade the $2,000 delta a year to have no income tax and no sales tax. Because I argue with people all the time. They're like, yeah, but you don't feel the sales tax. It's like, because we're... We have Stockholm syndrome. We're conditioned to be, you know, spending that money uh, every time you buy something. But I tell you, you do feel it because you filled my store up last weekend at tax-free weekend. So I'm not buying, I'm not picking up what you're laying down. So um, our state is born free, taxed to death. Yeah, good point, Anne-Marie. Um, that's well said. Uh, New Hampshire has better gun laws, similar roads. Mass on paper has better education and rates. New Hampshire has less car fees and restrictions. Well, yeah, I, I would agree that we have a good education system. I'm not so sure that I agree that they have a better education, uh, but maybe just what you mean about education rates, because the cost to educate people is extremely expensive in Massachusetts. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, well, let me see if I can get into the weeds on this before the end of the break here. Um, I probably don't have time. Well, no, I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just mention again, um, on the 27th of August, there is a event that Gun Owners Action League is putting out um, called the 2A Freedom Celebration. Get your tickets at goal.org and I'll drop the event uh, link in the chat. But what I want you to do is go sign up and buy your tickets and 
I'd like to see you there, meet you there. And uh, if you look at the list of speakers, it's a pretty good lineup. Um, I don't know if I've been added to that list, but rumor has it that, oh, yes, I am. All right. So they've updated the website. Um, but the guest speakers, uh, more to be announced as they confirm. We got Jim Wallace, executive director of Goal. We got Cam Edwards from Bearing Arms and Cam and Co. We got Jared Giannis from Guns and Gadgets. We got Toby Leary, uh, some blowhard on uh, rapid fire. We got Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie. We got Patrick Collins, thegunfood.com. So that's what we got coming up for you guys. Uh, you're going to have to go over to Gun Owners Action League, goal.org, 2A celebration to get your tickets. There's three guns being donated at the door. We got the Smith & Wesson MP 15, uh, 22, donated by Mass Firearm School. We got a Tavora X95 donated by Gun Owners Action League. And we got the Keltec Sub 2K in 9mm donated by yours truly, Toby Leary. So, well, thanks, guys. The show is over for the first hour. Remember, you can always tune in at rapidfireradio.us or call or text the Rapid Fire line at 508 444 2120. Keep up the good fight, support your local community, and be an advocate for responsible gun ownership. Together as Americans, we can overcome anything. And don't go away. We have Greg Wilkes on the other side. So we will be right back after this. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex optics today. Welcome to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line. It's 508-444-2120. And you can like us and subscribe on all the social media platforms you use. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio, wherever you find your social media. We're trying to stream out to all of them, so be patient with us. We're on Rumble, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. Telegram, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And uh, we try to we try to broadcast live wherever we can. If we can't, we'll certainly replay the post. But I'm really happy to have on the line with us right now and uh, from somewhere out there in the USCCA land, uh, Greg Wilkes, 
uh, from the USCCA. Greg, how are you doing today? Hey, Toby. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on and joining the show. Um, it's it's a pleasure having you on. And uh, I know that um, the we've been trying to get you on for a while now, and yeah. schedules haven't quite worked out. But um, here you are. So you work for the USCCA. What do you do for them? <laughs> yep, I do work for the USCCA. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, excited to be on here today. Um, yep, I work for the USCCA. Technically, I'm employed by Delta Defense LLC. We are the service provider to the USCCA. So they're pretty much one and the same. But basically, Delta Defense is my employer, and we provide all the marketing, sales, and customer support to the United States Concealed Carry Association. So what my role is, as you know, Toby, is I'm the district manager for the New England outside sales team. So I oversee uh, about five account executives. They're uh, another term for sales reps. And they uh, they go out and and try to get as many people on board with the USCCA so they can be as protected as possible. And um, that's great. And now you're a sponsor of this show, which we are grateful of. Um, thank you very much for that. And I know you've advocated for us on that front. Um, you're right. also a, a great uh, partner in our community, the mm -hmm. area that you represent. You've sponsored the Veterans Top Shot Invitational, which is coming up on September 10th. We have a shooting tournament that we're really looking forward to. Yeah. You guys are the silver sponsor of the event. And um, that is huge. I can't tell you how amazing that is and how important that is for our community. It's going to, uh, the money will go to be to a two, two different charities that are um, veterans gold star families. So both in both cases, the, uh, the Nicholas Xaros fund and the heroes in transition uh, were started by parents who lost their sons in war. And um, so they've done great work in the community since starting these charities, and we're glad to be partnering with them. But so the Veterans Top Shot Invitational is a shooting tournament, which I'm hoping you'll shoot in it. And, yeah, uh, I, I plan to right now, for sure. Yeah, hopefully uh, putting a good team together. Hopefully we yeah. have a little better turnout than the golf event. I think our golf score wasn't as good as I would have liked to have been the uh, the first half of this <laughs> First half of this charity event, but we're looking to bring up the average, I think, on the shooting portion. But it was yeah. a no-brainer doing this. I mean, obviously, uh, we're crazy about you guys, and um, you know, this is for the best cause. Close to my heart, I'm a civilian. However, my grandfather uh, was a veteran, shot down over France during World War II, uh, and made it out. And so he's uh, he's mm -hmm. been an enormous inspiration to me. So yeah, no-brainer for this one. Well, that's great. And so. For those who don't know, I mean, if I don't know how you've made it this far as a gun owner, if you don't know what the US, USCCA does, you guys play a very important role. I'd love it if you'd share uh, what the primary role and the second and third tertiary roles are for the USCCA, because uh, it's all important what you do. But go ahead. The floor is yours. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. So it stands for United States Concealed Carry Association. And basically what it is, it's a membership organization of about 800,000 members strong across the whole country. And it's dedicated to providing its members with the, the resources and the education, basically the tools that gun owners need and even non-gun owners uh, need to effectively be protectors of their family. So we want to make sure that people have the the tools and resources available to not only effectively and lawfully defend themselves and the people they care about, but also make sure that they've got what 
they need in place following that act of self-defense to ensure that they don't go to jail for doing the right thing or they're not sued in civil court and they're financially ruined for the next 20 years again because they just did the right thing so we try to make sure that every member is properly educated and trained that's really the the bulk of what the membership offers is tons of education and training videos um, just, you, know, you can take USCCA courses. Cape Gunworks offers USCCA courses. You can do all sorts of stuff to become a better protector and really a better decision maker. Uh, much of the courses, uh, excuse me, much of, much of the course offering rather is surrounding decision making, situation awareness. Should I shoot? How do I avoid escape? Get out of a bad situation so I don't have to defend myself. Um, and then, of course, if you are forced to defend yourself, we want to make sure that, you know, like I said, you can do it effectively and then and make sure that you're protected after the fact. So a kind of a great additional benefit of membership is legal liability insurance specific to Self-Defense Act. So if uh, one of our members are forced to defend themselves, they can uh, take out their membership card and call the critical response team, which is an emergency hotline similar to 911, but it's an in-house team trained in crisis management. And so they will guide our member through the aftermath, how to talk with the police. Um, we'll send you an attorney, make sure that you've got representation immediately bail you out of jail so that you can get back with your family and start tackling this problem. So I've been very fortunate to find uh, this opportunity here with Delta Defense and the USCCA. Been with them for about three and a half years now. And uh, it's it's really something else. I really believe in what we do. It's it's great. Yeah. And you bring up a great point about the training. It's one thing that I think sets your organization aside from some other there's other groups out there that do um, legal uh, and financial insurance if you found yourself in a self-defense agency and some of them are very good yeah. but one of the things you guys do is make it less likely to need it in the first place exactly which is, yeah through the training and i hope any uscca members um would would take advantage of the training uh certainly it's it's done well number one it's it's as a instructor who's gone through the instructor development training I'm appreciative of how organized and, you know, you got the dealer portal and the dashboard and the, all that, that makes it really easy for us on, on the back end to use. But more importantly is the dissemination of the information mm -hmm. that goes along with each and every class or each and every training module, if you will. Yep. One of the things is the book. So you guys make some great books that correspond with a lot of your classes, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. The Concealed Carry and Home Defense Fundamentals book. It's a great book to be used in the classroom. And also it's a great coffee table book. And I have one. My wife and I keep it on our coffee table. And you don't find myself flipping through it. It's great for anybody. You know, it goes through the basics and then it gets a little more technical as well if you're a bit more advanced. So people come over, they start flipping through it. And it's, it's funny, actually, we notice that even people who maybe don't necessarily see things the way that we do when it comes to the second amendment they're very interested in it and they seem to be very impressed with what's in there which i obviously just love to see but you're absolutely right i mean the the decision making skills behind it is really what it's all about and even outside the classroom too right and the uh, the resources that members have even just on the you know on the app on your phone the reciprocity map being aware of what your gun laws are in each state especially we New Englanders, you know, I'm a native Rhode Islander and, you know, you throw a stone, you're out of Rhode Island and the gun laws change and you've got to know what those laws are. It's very different from Connecticut, Massachusetts, uh, Rhode Island. New Hampshire is nice. I like up in New Hampshire. That's that's the laws yeah. are solid up there. Once you go north, you, you feel free again. Yep. I feel safer, more free. It's nice. 
Except yeah. I meet a lot of people uh, at Cape Gunworks who are from New Hampshire, and they're rubbing their freedom in my face every time I'm up there. So, you know, it's a little upsetting, <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe I'll join them someday. Yeah, I I hear you there. There's there's always uh, people that call into the show or if I'm doing the Grace Curley show or something like that, and they're like from New Hampshire or they're Maine or Vermont. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks a lot. Just rub it in my face. No, I don't I'm just a little jealous of you immediately. Yeah. So, um, you know, you when I was teaching more than I do now, I don't teach a whole lot of classes now. Um, I, I try to get a few in a year to maintain my status. And um, I, um, I have an instructor development class coming up because I'm a training counselor for the USCCA. And mm -hmm. so I have a, a class coming up in, I think it's October, or late September. I can't even remember. I should put that on the calendar and maybe talk a little bit more uh, for any firearms instructors who wish to take that concealed carry and home defense training. Uh, it's great class. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. Um, the one thing about it is you look at a state like Massachusetts, it far exceeds what the requirement is for Massachusetts training. Mm -hmm. And it's not an approved curriculum. Yep. Tell me about it. A thorn in my side for quite a while now. Uh, we've tried to uh, move that forward a bit, but um, it's Massachusetts. Yeah, it absolutely is Massachusetts because yep. I met with um, the state police, uh, Al Azani, before he retired, and he was hoping that his legacy would be um, that he could get that so that any nationally recognized course would be um, approved for instruction for the license to carry in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. uh, but instead of doing that, we're actually going ex the extreme other direction and yeah. taking it down to one course that the state police would create and write the curriculum for that um, if this HD 4420 gets passed. But um, so I got down a rabbit hole. What I was trying to say is if when I was teaching classes, the irony of what I saw was as you become better educated and yes, you buy membership to the USCCA in order to be protected by their insurance, but then you take classes and as you become better educated in firearms training, the safe and efficient use of firearms, Mm -hmm. uh, the the de-escalation techniques, conflict yeah. avoidance, oh, yeah. uh, you know, avoiding the fight before it even happens, all of that and being aware and whatnot, you're less likely to ever need that insurance. So it's it's actually a good policy by you guys to, yeah, cover people, but then give them the tools that they need so that they never need to, uh, you know, uh, use that policy if you will should everything go as planned you know obviously you can't you can't make contingencies for every situation but uh the just the very fact that the people who are most protected are also less likely to need it just because of the training yep that's absolutely right it's really difficult to disagree with any of that right the more you train and educate yourself uh, the more situationally aware you will become and that's what we want it's one thing to offer uh, legal liability insurance specific to self-defense acts, but it's another to say, okay, now let's put a training program and curriculum in place to ensure that 
this never happens for you so that you can identify something from a distance and say, you know what, that just doesn't look right over there. I think I'm going to avoid that and go somewhere else. Uh, you know, taking the long way, even just leaving your office at night, uh, walking to your car in the parking lot. Um, we live in a world where people are head down, facing their phones, and uh, it makes yourself a pretty soft target. So USCCA members are hard targets, hard targets, excuse me. Um, there's no doubt about it. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, that's one of the things that I think the concealed carry and home defense class really does a good job of having your head on a swivel and not just, you know, human nature is we got to look at our phone every once in a while, but it yeah. doesn't mean we got to be here like this the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And never look up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And uh, you know, uh, I'm Go sorry. No, Go for it. I think there's a slight delay here on my end, so forgive me. Um, and, you know, to, to your point about instructors, potential instructors who are interested in becoming certified in our curriculum, um, it's an amazing idea because you can offer more than just one style of teaching, more, st one st more than one style of kung fu, as uh, my range training manager likes to call it. Um, and that CCHDF class, it's concealed carry and home defense fundamentals. Something a lot of instructors don't know is that that curriculum is designed for you to use it however you choose to. You can break it up and do one class just on concealed carry and one class just on home defense fundamentals. Many people who are first time gun buyers are not interested in carrying a firearm, as you know. They just want to keep their family safe, which I think everybody can relate to. Um, so that home defense section there, that half of it, it's great for that newer gun owner. And then you want to be more advanced. You want to start carrying regularly. A great idea. If you're ready, then offer the concealed carry class as well. So it's Yes. Great. Yes. And I think um, if I'm not mistaken, we have a direct link. It's uscca.co slash rapid fire, I believe. Yep, that's correct. Cape Gunworks. Nope, that's it. It's rapid fire. Yeah. I'm going to pop that into the chat. Um, but yeah, the, I do love the flexibility you guys give instructors of kind of taking the, the material and making whatever class you want to make, you know, you could make the home defense, you can make the basic firearm safety, yep. you could do the, uh, home defense fundamentals. Um, plus there's other classes that kind of springboard from that, like the, uh, women's defensive fundamentals. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there was one other one that um, kind of springboards off it, maybe the medical one or. The... Yeah, sure. There's emergency. I mean, there's a, a ton of them. I mean, we can start anywhere. There's emergency first aid fundamentals, uh, defensive shooting concepts, which is something that I recommend personally to all newer gun owners, even experienced gun owners. You can always still learn back from the basics. And we also have some newer curriculum that we've just released recently, children's firearm safety and fundamentals, how to teach your children about firearms. Not everybody had somebody in their life like I did who said, this is what this is and this is what it's not and this is what it's for. Um, I was lucky enough to have that as a young child growing up, but not everybody does. So it's it's important that it's obviously taken seriously and treated with respect. So that's a that's a, a big new curriculum that we've put out and I'm excited to see it come out. Yeah, we got the books. We've gone through the training. A couple of, you know, Glenn, our head instructor, has done it. I think we've maybe even taught it one once already, uh, like a, a family class. I can't remember if we've taught it or we're planning on teaching it this month for the, uh, this is the NSSF's uh, Take Someone New to the Range month. And yes. so uh, I think we have that class, might even be next weekend or something, but 
anyway, uh, class calendar. I'll That's I'll great. put the link to the class calendar in the chat too. Nice. Perfect. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a great class because if you think about it, um, there was the Eddie Eagle program by the NRA that kind of ran its course. And they used to come in. I remember, I tell the story a lot. I remember being in elementary school, having a local uh, police officer come in and teach firearm safety. And I, I don't remember much from the class because I was staring at his gun the whole time, like wishing, <laughs> wishing I could play with it yep. and go shoot yeah. it. But um the point is they taught it in schools. They taught it in, you know, the boy scouts, they taught it in uh, a lot of these places. And now it's not being taught at all. Yeah. Unless it's, you go into a gun club or a gun uh, store. Yeah. It's too bad. It's become such a a topic of controversy that people just don't earn school boards, just want nothing to do with it. But you know, why is that? What good comes out of, um, you know, robbing children of education on firearms. They're not going anywhere, especially in this country. They're, they're yeah. definitely not. The shelf life of a firearm is a lot longer than a person. So by the time we're gone, those rifles behind you will still be here. And mm. so it's, we should teach these children about these, how to properly hand, handle them. You know, it's, it seems like a no-brainer to me, but not for everybody, I suppose. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's unfortunately, uh, you know, government is looking at pulling funding of schools that still teach hunter safety and archery classes if that doesn't tell you something i mean that's, that's pretty clear what's going on there in my opinion and that's that's greg wilk speaking not on behalf of delta defense right. and the USACA, of course you're gonna get me in trouble here till we get me down <laughs> but, i'm yeah. good at bringing you down rabbit holes uh, <laughs> so we got a question um for you yeah. Anne marie is wondering if you take one of their your classes can you go back and refresh at any time for no cost? Is it like unlimited access to the curriculum? Is Yes, absolutely. Great question. So if you're a member and you're utilizing the classes that you have on the Protector Academy, which is a dashboard that all members have access to, it's full of life-saving guides, videos, tutorials, and these courses, many of which I, I mentioned before. They're yours. You own those courses. You can take those 10 times if you want. Something I recommend to people is, hey, take the take the marksmanship fundamentals course or the children's safety course and then come back and have your friends come over or your family come over next weekend and take it with them. It's a great way to share the training. Um, we, you know, we don't make it exclusive to one person. So you just take it once and then you have to pay again to take it. That's not that's not what we're after. You know, that's not how you properly educate a nation. Yeah, no, that's a great, great policy yeah. honest honestly i didn't know that so i'm glad yeah. to know that yeah. good to know and yeah yeah it's something i should know now i do yeah. and, knowing, <laughs> and knowing is half the battle yep uh, Amen. we're here with greg wilkes from the uscca if you have a question for him give us a call at 508-444-2120 or type it into the chat and i will ask him uh on the line so um you know there's there's some cases that the USCCA uses in their sales presentation as well as their YouTube channel and, and on we've used them on our radio ad and whatnot for the importance of being protected. And you have some uh, people that have, you know, that are members that have had to use a firearm because the, right. of the situation they've been put in and they tell their story. Um, I know there's one guy who was in a barber shop or something like that. Can yep. you, Oh, tell that story real quick. Is that something you 
No, oh, sure. Yeah, I'm comfortable talking about that. Yeah, sure. So that was a gentleman named David. I can't remember exactly which part of the country he was in. I believe he was down south. But basically, the, the short version of the story is that he was in a barbershop with his sons, and he was in the chair getting a haircut. And uh, so we had the, 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 I guess you'd call it a hair bib, whatever the, you know, they put over you while you're getting your haircut so it doesn't get on you. Say it again. What is it? mock or something like but that mock. yeah that's right thank you not a bib you're not eating lobster you're getting your haircut so uh so he was in there getting a haircut and a couple people came in and they were armed and they were attempting to rob the barbershop um and this guy's this guy's sons were right there young kids and so he felt that his children himself were threatened by these firearms and these these criminals who were in there trying to intimidate them and rob the place and they were being pretty free with the guns, pointing them at people. And uh, David realized that he had his firearm uh, tucked into his belt. He had a concealed carry permit, I believe, in the state that he was in, unless it was constitutional carry. So forgive me, I forget exactly which state it is. But basically, he stopped the threat. He drew his firearm uh, from underneath the mock and uh, shot uh, one of the intruders. And I think the other one ran off. Um, but he effectively stopped this. So that training right there really saved him and um and his children mm. um, one instance though where uh a member really needed the insurance aspect was there was a gentleman who basically i'll tell this story as well the short version uh he was defending his ex-wife and eight-year-old daughter uh, against an attacker with a pipe uh, his ex-wife had a ex-boyfriend who was uh, coming back to the house uh, actually this man tried to burn her house down the day before so he came back and uh and so this gentleman, um, his name was Brian, he stepped in between his ex-wife and daughter and this man de-escalated, gave verbal commands, followed his training. That's exactly what we train our members to do. Um, this guy turned around and left, unfortunately, came back a couple minutes later with a metal pipe. Um, it's a good time now for Brian to take his firearm out and issue more commands, still trying to de-escalate the situation because he's educated. And uh, unfortunately, it was ineffective, and there was nothing he could do to avoid or escape the situation. And with his family behind him, as this man came at him and raised the metal pipe, Brian had one decision left to make. And I think it was a decision we would all make, at least I like to think we all would. And he pressed the trigger and stopped the threat with uh, one single shot. He actually went a step further and administered first aid on the man that just tried to attack his family. So this, you know, what a guy. Police come, they end up uh, arresting Brian, they bring him to the police station, and in less than four hours, he's charged with first-degree murder. Uh, huh. But fortunately, he was a member, so he had insurance coverage for his defense expenses, which racked up to uh, just under $70,000, which is actually a, a relatively small amount when we're talking criminal defense expenses to defend yourself in court. However, still, it's, it's a, that's quite a tidy sum. I do not have 70000 just sitting around as much as I'd love to, so... Um, Fortunately, the USCCA was was able to do right by him and uh, charges were dropped and he was all good. So he's still he's fine. He's with his family. His daughter's safe. He's safe. It's uh, it's really you know, that's exactly why we exist for for situations like that. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that's the thing that nobody wants to think about. Right. The fact that we live in a dangerous, evil world and there's yep. people out there that wish us harm and would like to see us suffer um and they're not afraid of the law they're not afraid of the consequences of the law they're not afraid mm -hmm. of the consequences of their actions yep. and they understand one word and or one message i should say 
and that is violence. And that's the only thing that's going to stop it. So I hate that saying like violence never solves anything. Well, if you want to go home to your family, sometimes it does. Sometimes, Um, unfortunately, yeah, it is necessary to stop other violence. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's all the that some people understand, you know, and it's like it shouldn't be this way. Like, can't we take a break here, take call a timeout, talk this through? Like, maybe there's some misunderstanding. We need to know. But, you know, other people just they want to impose their will on on you and me and and make the world a worse place. So uh, that's a tragic thing to be put that's a heck of a place to be put in yeah you know it's uh we didn't ask for this i didn't go there specifically to be put in this predicament yeah and you meaning the bad guy out there that we're talking mm-hmm. about put us in this position that we now have to have a life altering uh experience in order to come out on the right side of the ground yep and that's a heck of a place to be put. Yep. And a heck of a decision to make. You want to make sure you make the right decision in that situation. Cause you know, similarly, or I guess adversely, there are different times where making and taking the shot is not the right decision. Obviously in Brian's situation, that was the right choice, but there are plenty of other points when, nope, maybe it's just a friend at your front door trying to get in. You know, you, you need, you can't just pull the trigger without thinking about it. And that's why the education is, is huge. But you know, it's, it's funny how everybody seems to think, and admittedly, myself included, at one point, that would never happen to me. That's not going to happen to me. You know, anybody who I t- speak to says that, you know, maybe don't agree with me on my my Second Amendment opinions and my values. They say, oh, you know, what do I need a gun for? It's like, well, I, just, I hope you never do. I, I right. truly, truly hope you never do. I hope I never do. But at least I know that if I do need one, I'll have one and I'll have training to hopefully make the right decision, God willing. Yeah. I tell the story a lot that I am an anti-insurance guy. I hate insurance Yeah, with, with a passion. I mean, it's not even like my close friends know how, you know, we've talked about the golden age when the Vanderbilts and all them, their money grew tax-free. I want to go into a golden age where I can live insurance free because I would be a wealthy man. (laughs) Um, I I feel like taxes and insurance are the two most things that push me down and, and rob me of any attempt at making, (laughs) making money. But on the, on the other hand, I also say there's one insurance that I have no problem paying the money for. And that is my USCCA membership because a it's, short money yeah the the advantages you get from the training and the literature and the website and the everything pays for that oh without yep yeah absolutely without a doubt and i mean like you said it's it's short money it's the probably the most affordable type of um insurance that you'd have and even then you know the insurance is an additional benefit it's really the education and training is what membership is is all about you know making sure you you get that education but you know 39 bucks a month for the middle level is is not too bad and you're telling me toby i never thought i would be working for an organization that had anything to do with insurance Uh, (laughs) but then i i found delta defense in the uscca and i realized there was quite a bit of a difference between this and and all other forms of 
of insurance and, and things like that. There's a there seems to be a lack of of ethics everywhere else, but not here. I've really noticed that over the last three and a half years working uh, for this organization. It's it's very different and it's refreshing. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, We're here with Greg Wilkes from the USCCA. Fascinating conversation with him. And we'll continue the conversation after this. If you'll uh, queue up any questions you might have for him, you can also give us a call at 508-444-2120 and we will get you on the air. Uh, with Greg. If you have any questions, don't hesitate. We'll be right back. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex optics today. Federal ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation. And we're only getting started. And welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and we are joined by Greg Wilkes from the USCCA. He, uh, he has been an area director now for how long was that, Greg, did you say? Uh, I've been with Delta Defense in the USCCA for about three and a half years, and I've been the district manager for the New England sales team for coming up on six or seven months now. Awesome. Six yeah. or seven months. Yep. Uh, so we've been seeing a lot of him here at the at the shop. Uh, and you have a great team that comes for us to all our classes. And uh, that I think is a huge benefit in the classes that we offer is the fact that you actually send a representative to talk to them about what membership means. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you get people like, what do I need USCCA for? I, I don't even have a gun permit yet. Yeah. And it's going to take three months. Maybe I'll sign up then. But something people don't realize is the protection isn't just specific to a firearm, correct? That's correct. Yeah, it's it's not just for firearms. It's really for you know any lawful act of self-defense with any real item that you can legally own. Um, you know, for example, I can legally own this coffee mug here in all 50 states. I'm certain of that. So you know, you don't always have your firearm on you. Some of us do, but most of us don't, right? There are times when you just you don't have it on. Maybe you're leaving the gym, or maybe you're just going for a walk or something, and you don't have it. Um, even your bare hands aren't excluded by the policy. So, you know, anything that you really need to do to to do the right thing, um, you know, you're going to have somebody standing behind you, making sure that you're defended properly for it. Yeah. And, and, you know, 
in all honesty, we're probably more likely to get in some sort of unarmed confrontation than an armed co confrontation. I mean, that could happen in a in a grocery store, in a bank, in a uh, parking lot, on a freeway. And oh, yeah. maybe, maybe you're carrying, maybe you aren't. But yeah. the bottom line is, um, you know, we see it all the time uh, play out in public with uh, people, you know, they maybe they're me mentally disturbed or something mm -hmm. like that. Yep. And the gun isn't just some magic talisman that solves all all the problems of the world. It, it is a good tool to have in, in a in a self-defense situation. Believe me, I'd rather have it than not have it. Oh, yeah. But, but it's only as good as the individual who's holding it. Right. It's that's really. Yeah. It's the gun's not going to solve your problems. It's you. We're going to solve your problems with your fire potentially, um, but hopefully you don't need it. I've personally de-escalated situations like that. You know, you're like you're in the grocery store, or, you know, maybe somebody who is mentally unwell, who um, has the wrong idea about you and, and wants to get into conflict and wants some violence. Being able to de-escalate those things is enormously yeah. important. Let's go to the phones real quick, Greg. We got Hello. someone here who's got a question for us. Uh, make sure I'm rolling the the dials right go ahead caller <laughs> hey, You're Tony, on rapid fire. two quick points two quick hello? points for uh, greg i'm doing hello? something wrong hello hello stand by hello. Uh, i can, I, can uh, I can hear the gentleman calling i can toby yep and yeah how come i can't i don't know uh, try hello? now yeah don and oh, stoughton i know why go ahead <laughs> sorry about hello? that yeah. Oh, it's done yep. again. Jeez. I'm I'm still yeah. learning the board here. And when I'm at the controls, well, it's push the buttons with your forehead, that's all. Yeah. As long as I don't start Donkey Kong fisting it, it'll Just be smash okay. Him. Yeah, smash. Go ahead. I'm sorry okay. about that. Um Greg, two quick points here. First off, yeah. for almost a hundred years we had the cadet corps in every high school where the boys were armed from the ninth grade until the twelfth. My father was captain of cadets at Commerce High School. And if you look up the old photographs from Florida to Washington State, California to Maine, every school had a corps of cadets. Boston Common used to be filled with armed cadets every June to be reviewed by the governor and mayor. And wow. the people cheered as these armed cadets marched through the streets. Wow. What, so what, what, was that? That, uh, what was that? 1863 to 1960. Wow. Hmm. Wow. I would love to see that back. The Corps of Cadets. The Corps of Cadets. They ended in 1960. Yeah. Wow. Good to know. Thanks for letting me know about that. I got to take a look into that. That's really interesting. How do we get that going in Massachusetts again, Toby? I don't know. Uh, right. I don't know if that's, that's going to work. Maybe we'll bring it up at the state house in the next uh, legislative session here. I'm sure yeah. once we've defeated defeated hd 4420 we'll we'll bring that up but yeah, yeah thanks for Toby, one more point yeah. yep Toby, uh regarding regarding the man that cost seventy thousand dollars for his uh attorney's fees mm -hmm. the state have to repay that to make him whole again because if you were convicted you might have to go to jail and pay a fine but if the uh state brings a case and they lose they have to make you whole again otherwise it's a lose-lose situation if you're falsely charged and you win. You're out that money. Yeah, so that's a good point. You know, and I'm not too sure exactly uh, the details surrounding that, whether or not the state had to. But as far as I know, 
Um, if I was forced to answer, I'd say I don't believe the state did make that gentleman whole. And that's kind of why, um, you know, why the USCC exists is to is to ensure that that stuff does happen, because plenty of people who are forced to defend themselves lawfully, um, even if, you know, they're non USCCA members, they're forced to go to court and explain themselves. You know, the chief of police doesn't come up and shake your hand and say, hey, good job. We were looking for this guy. Like as much as I'd love that, you know, you're still going to court and defending yourself and you're going to get stuck with the bill. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's unconstitutional. I the government makes an error, they're supposed to correct it. Yes, they are. Yep, a thousand percent. We all know how often that happens. Don't <laughs> we, don't. Um, okay, thank you so that's much, it, Toby. All thank right. you, Greg. Bye bye. Thank you. Um, yeah, we all know how often that happens. Yeah, uh, and he might be right. I, I don't know. I would agree that the state would make you whole need should need to make you whole, but it comes back to, well, that's a whole nother discussion for yeah. a different day, but it, I, I think they should have to, uh, they, yeah. they look at, I know for some cases around us, they look at, um, let the courts figure it out. They yeah. arrest people, charge them, you know, bring them down to the, station they book them fingerprint them photograph them let them make their call to their lawyer and give them a court date and then they appear the following monday and now starts the defense of mm -hmm. what happened yep. they don't care no it's no short process either i think a countersuit is the uh, maybe um what was the gentleman's name who called you said it was don, don. i think yeah. maybe um maybe there was a countersuit that that don was aware of i think that's what would require to be made whole, um, you know, if, if you wanted your money back from the state, even then, you know, I, I'm, I'm not an attorney, so I, I'm not certain, but uh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds difficult. I see a question here from Anne-Marie. Yeah. Anne-Marie says, so if we get into a predicament legally, having training will help our case statistically compared to no training. Um, well, question. Do you know the answer to that? Uh, so, yeah. So once again, I'm not an attorney, so I can't you know, say yes, period. However, I guess I would kind of answer your question with a question, Anne-Marie. If you were um, if you were on the stand and your attorney was looking to make you uh, be perceived as a credible decision maker and you had zero training under your belt, it probably would be difficult to convince 12 people of the jury that you made the right choice. However, if you have a self-defense resume, so to speak, of situational awareness, defensive shooting concepts, just, you know, all these different courses and certifications that you can earn through the USCCA, um, they're going to say, look at all these courses my client took. Look at this. This person knows how to make a right decision here, and they were forced to make this decision. Um, so we've seen that play out, actually. It's funny you say, say it that way because for years, actually, let me back way up. One of the main reasons Cape Gunworks exists today is out of a frustration that it's not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons with local gun clubs that would not allow comprehensive firearms training, live fire training to take place at their ranges. They said they would say, oh, there's too much liability. Someone could shoot themselves in the thigh or, you know, get shot in the training or. Yep. There's no question. Yeah. You have a greater chance of being shot training than sitting on your couch, you know, watching reruns. Of course. No question about it. However, can you imagine the court case that plays out where 
somebody shoots themselves and you, I mean, you got a first year intern coming out of law school that's, you know, literally taking papers off the photocopy machine and stuffing envelopes. That's his job at the law firm. Uh-huh. He could get a conviction in that case if he simply asked the question to the to the uh, defense attorney and said, so let me get this right. You guys allow training at your gun range, right? You have lots of classes on the safe and efficient use of firearm and how to best defend yourself and how to make sure you safely load and unload and shoot the gun and all that. Uh, no, we don't allow that type of training at the range. Why yeah. is that? Well, we're afraid of liability. Oh, you're afraid someone might shoot themselves like they did. And the reason we're here today. Yep. Whoops. I'm like, this is nuts. We're, yeah. It's like cutting your foot off because you got athlete's foot. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It'd be much better to have a robust, comprehensive training curriculum like we do at Cape Gunworks. Little uh, plug there for Cape Gunworks. But, um, and say, yeah, we, we do this you know, vigorously. We teach, uh, and like you guys do in, the, in your courses, we teach de-escalation. We teach conflict avoidance. We teach situational awareness. We uh, you know, teach... Uh, not going to certain places if it doesn't make sense, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe using uh, common sense about where you park, maybe using common sense about how you light the outdoor of your house and mm-hmm. lock your doors, all this stuff. Right. And, and so all that plays into us and the decision that we're going to ultimately have to make if we're in the unlikely event that we need to use a firearm to defend ourselves or somebody else. Uh, but if we do need to do it, it's good to have that knowledge. And uh, one of the things I keep thinking about as you tell some of these stories is, you know, for a long time, I, uh, I'm i a lifetime NRA member. And so I would get the, you know, the first uh, freedom or, or the American Hunter magazine or whatever it was that at the time that I was subscribed to from the NRA. And I didn't care about the article on the front about the UN treaty coming down the pipeline or whatever the heck they were trying to beat me over the head with Mm -hmm. uh, money. (laughs) I was more interested in where's that section in there, the armed citizen. And I would, I would read that armed citizen situation every time and listen to the stories of these published events of where people um, had to use their firearm to defend themselves and, you know, so some of the stories that you're telling are just like that, except there's one extra layer of protection. Yep. And that is they're legally and financially uh, protected. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So how, how does that work? Why don't you explain that? Like if if you're a member and God forbid you had to use your firearm, what, what would actually what would that look like? What what do you guys suggest you do at that point? Yeah, sure. Great question. So, and obviously a really important topic. So if God forbid you ever are forced to defend yourself, even without a firearm, um, even if you just have to brandish your firearm in order to, to stop an act of, of violence, that is an act of self-defense um, with your firearm, actually. It can, can be considered an act of self-defense with a weapon. Um, so first thing you want to do is win the race to 911. You don't want the person who you just defended yourself against who maybe ran off uh, to call 911 or, you know, maybe you effectively stop the threat. First thing you want to do, obviously, you need the police there and you need 
you know, help from the police and rescue. So you want to call. Um, however, every member has a, a membership card. Actually, I've got mine. Nope, mine's over there. So I'm not going to stand up and go get it. I'm going to stay seated. But uh, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Where's my wallet? Um, and so everybody's got a membership card. Yeah, you've probably got yours in your wallet. Bail me out on this one. I'm hoping I do. Or else but neither of us are prepared. It's across the table over there. Um, but basically, the card on the back has instructions. And the first instruction is to call 911. And there are actually some some guidelines on what we recommend that you do say to the 911 operator, because that call is recorded and there's a good chance you'll be hearing it played back in court. So a lot of times people get in trouble by saying the wrong thing on the 911 call. Um, you know, oh, I shot that guy. I, I did this. It's no, you really don't want to say that. Um, then when the police arrive, um, you know, we want to prepare you how to speak with the police as well, not just the 911 operator. So on the back of your card, you're instructed to call the critical response team, the CRT team. Uh, I mentioned them before being the in-house team trained in crisis management. And when you're on the phone with that person, no robots, you call 4 a.m. Christmas morning, uh, for God's sake. And you're going to get an individual located here in Wisconsin. I'm actually I'm actually calling in today from West Bend, Wisconsin. I'm out here helping train some uh, some new folks here who just joined. But you call and the members of the critical response team will guide you on what to do, how to speak with the police. And then uh, they're going to put you in touch with your attorney. And if you don't have an attorney, the USCCA has a vast network of highly vetted attorneys uh, that are recommended to its members. So we can connect you with one right there. Uh, in fact, several times I've heard stories where uh, the attorney will beat the police to the scene. So the attorney speaks for our member you know, speaks on behalf of our member to the police directly. Obviously, I want to you know manage expectations. That's not how it would be every single time, but pretty impressive when that's the case. So we've got attorneys in every single state. You connect with one of them. And then when it comes to defending yourself, if you're charged, um, there is no limit to defense expenses in criminal and civil court. So when you're defending yourself criminally from going to jail and even when you're defending yourself from a civil suit, um, there is no limit to what you can defend. So if, if you want to pick the best attorney in the world, option A or option B, use a public defender. No disrespect to any public defenders who are listening. Uh, I would respectfully choose um, somebody of my own, somebody who preferably has a pretty high price tag because in the legal world, you usually get what you pay for. Then after that, if you are, uh, if a civil suit is brought against you and maybe you choose to settle, uh, members have up to $2 million annually to uh, be covered for uh, civil damages, whether it's you're being sued civilly or uh, perhaps there was damage to uh, business property while you were defending yourself out in public or maybe a neighbor's house. Um, as we all know, bullets fly pretty far. So oftentimes uh, while people are defending themselves, there's some uh, some collateral damage. Maybe that's not the right term, um, but, you know, damage of other you know objects like an ATM gets shot or a shop window or something like that. So that's going to make sure our members are, are covered there as well. Mm. You know, it's and by the way, I obviously just failed the test with my wallet, so I, I might need another membership card. Oh, yeah, I, can, I can do that. That's easy. You know anyone who can help me with that? Yep. <laughs> um, the and it's an important card to have, especially for that number. Oh, yeah. Um, but the. So you call the crisis line and mm -hmm. they're going to put you in touch with a, a lawyer that's going to come out to the scene, right? or possibly, or at least meet you at the police station, bail you out or something like that, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you'll stay on the line with the critical response team member and they will either um, connect you with 
an attorney and have them sent to where you are or sent to the police station. Many times uh, our members attorney that is selected for them, by the way, members can select their own attorney. It doesn't have to be a USCCA affiliated attorney. If your brother-in-law is an attorney and you want to use him, that's entirely up to you. This is America. You should be able to choose whoever you want to defend yourself, especially when your freedom's on the line. Um, and so then they would be sent either there. Oftentimes, um, uh, when they'd be bailed out of jail, that's when um, you know the attorney might do that as well, so they can get back with their family. And that's up to uh, up to a hundred thousand, excuse me, a hundred thousand uh, dollars in bail bonds expenses, which covers you for up to a million dollar bond. So if the DA says, okay, million dollar bond on this individual, um, they most of the time, almost all the time, they ask for ten percent, which is a hundred thousand dollars. So you're covered there, so you can get out. Unless you want to spend a weekend in jail, wait till Monday. Not me. Away. Nope. No, thank nope. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that's you know, again, uh, hopefully the the part of the coverage we never need. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and you covered in all fifty states. Is there any restrictions on travel? Or yes, sir. Nope. Nope. Uh, no restrictions on travel. In fact, we want to help you traveling. Like the reciprocity map I mentioned before, an app that you have on your phone. I've got it on my phone. Um, you know, I go into other states, I can quickly take a look, see what my laws are, see if I if I need to notify a police officer, or a state trooper that I'm carrying a firearm or not. Some states, as you know, you do some you don't. And the laws change. So you got to know exactly the rules that you're playing by in every state that you're in. So I want to make sure that you can do that. But yep, all 50 states and uh, territories as well, Puerto Rico, even. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, that's really good to know, because um, it's one of the most frequently asked questions for those of us in Massachusetts and here at the shop or me, if I'm on the Grace Curley show or doing mm -hmm. a radio show somewhere, it's I'm a main resident and I got to drive to Alabama or something, yep. you know, yep. what do I do? And it, I always say, go to uscca.com and look at their travel map and fly. Yep. Bingo. That's right. Yep. And for members, you know, uh, supplement that with a phone call to uh, member support. We have an award winning member support team. They will talk to you about literally whatever you want to talk about. You can call and say, hey, I'm taking a road trip with my husband or wife and we're going across the country. They'll help guide you around states like Illinois and California and New York and tell you, OK, these are the states you want to go to go through. This is what we recommend. Um, and if you want to talk about that, you can. If you want to talk about you're not sure what holster to buy and you want to call somebody, you can call us and talk to us about it. We'll talk to you however long you want to. It's going to put really me out of business, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, hopefully they'll tell you, oh, go to Cape Gunworks and, and buy a couple holsters. Now, you guys are stacked. Every time I'm in the shop, I get distracted for about 30 minutes looking at everything. So <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, I always say, if you don't have a drawer full of holsters at home, you're doing Are you it wrong. even a gun owner if you don't right. have 20 holsters that you now never use and hate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can say that about holsters, but it used to be true about guns. Like, I mean, when I first became a gun owner 30 years ago, it was like I would go buy glossy pictures and what the what I thought was a good idea, and I'd go in and buy a gun, take it to the range, shoot it, and be like, this is the most ridiculous gun I've ever bought. And it's horrible. <laughs> and I, I can't shoot it well. I feels yeah. terrible in my hand. But if you go to a place like Cape Gunworks, you can go out on the range and try before you buy, et cetera, et cetera. And you get a good competent sales staff to help you make. But being business. able to try before you buy is really, that's, that's special. That helps a lot. Yeah. It's, it's especially for first time gun buyers, you know, you need to get in there and get your hands on some firearms. You can't just look online and say, Hey, that one looks good. You know, it's 
can't do it. You got to take a look. Another so great question, question here. Um, say the member is incapacitated momentarily. Can a family non-member call on their behalf? Can I, uh, you say call as in call the critical response team? I, I yeah. believe that's, yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, if, uh, God forbid, if I was ever forced to defend myself in my home, I would, I would probably ask my wife to call while I made sure everything stayed safe, um, you know, in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely call. Yep, doesn't have to just be you. So that means they need some training on what to say and what not to say. <laughs> that's right. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's so silly that, uh, I mean, unfortunately, we live in a litigious society. We live in a uh, society where anything you say will and can be used against you. Not that, I mean, the cops have a job to do. I get it. But on the other hand, um, they're not your friend at that point. I hate to say it, but you can go on Friday mornings to the local coffee shop and have coffee with a cop if you want a friend. But they have a job to do if you're ever in a defensive situation and they're not going to be looking out for your best interest. Yeah, they have a job to do and, and their job is to unearth the facts and get down to the truth. What we recommend is to all members is cooperate with the police. Absolutely cooperate. Um, and the, the magic sentence that I like to share with everybody, friends, family, people I work with is I will cooperate 1000 percent. I just need my attorney here first. Mm. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, people who don't get good training who aren't members of the USCCA, unfortunately, uh, have a propensity to want to tell their side of the story and want to get their side out. And they, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and they think that's going to help them. Yeah, and, well, if I can just explain this, I can clear this yeah. up right now. I'll just let me let me I'll explain. Be home for dinner if I can just tell them. My yeah, side of the story. Yeah, not quite. It's yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. And that that actually can lose the case for you before it even goes to trial. You know, oftentimes, yeah, that's oftentimes when cases are lost. Mm. One of the things people don't realize is such a powerful, powerful tool or right that we have is the right to remain silent. That's right. Uh, you know, the Fifth Amendment. And you're thinking like, I'm not guilty, so I don't need to be silent. That's that's not what that's all about. It's about yeah. self-incrimination. That's right. So you that don't have to, to be silent. Yeah. Just just say, like you said, I'm a thousand percent. We'll cooperate. But till my attorney's coming, that was the last of this work. You know, I'm the last time yep. I'm talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But well. Uh, Greg, it's it's been a fascinating conversation with you. Um, people can go to uscca.co slash rapid fire if they want to sign up. Yep. Uh, they'll get a special deal there. And uh, if, if um, they want to take advantage of the great training curriculum, the books, the mm -hmm. literature, the apps, the uh, the 50 state travel tool, the map, the interactive map, what are they going to do? Where, where can they go to get all that information? Yep. They can go to uscca.com. It's right there for you. Or you can go into Cape Gunworks, take a class, speak to somebody at Cape Gunworks about it, um, or take a class pretty much anywhere in New England. Almost, you know, we're getting there we're trying to yeah. partner with as many uh, ranges and instructors that have it together. Like, like Cape Gunworks does. Um, but yeah, 
I recommend going into Cape Gunworks and asking some questions. Yeah, and you guys are doing a great job as well as uh, like sponsoring uh, um, like the NSSF SHOT Show. You guys were big banner sponsors there. And, yeah. and uh, also some of the YouTubers out there and the, uh, the people who are putting out great content that you know you've partnered up with I, I i know i for one greatly appreciate the partnership that we have and everything you guys do for us um, but it's for all the right reasons the content needs to get out there the information needs to get out there and uh people need to be protected for the doing the right thing and for yeah. uh, you know choosing to defend themselves and their or their families or others and uh without needing to worry about uh, the hammer coming down on them and, uh, or going broke in the process. Yeah. Nail on the head right there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, and I think that, uh, you guys are a phenomenal organization and, uh, do a lot of good work out there and are, are doing your part to, uh, fill a very needed niche and void in the, uh, in the QA community. Cool. And uh, look at that, Brian Chamberlain's on. Hey, Brian Chamberlain. He says, That's right. Cape Gunworks was the first partner in New England. Yeah. I think Brian Chamberlain had something to do with that. He he probably did. Yep. And, yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, well, Toby, we're, we're incredibly happy uh, to be partners with you as well. I saw a difference between Cape Gunworks and, you know, other places immediately when I first came in a couple of years ago for the first time. So I'm glad that I'm glad that we're sticking together here. Well, Amen to that. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys will be, um, you know, around for a real long time to come and continue to uh, do the right thing for, for the gun owner in America. Um, so check out uscca.co slash rapid fire. Mm -hmm. I'll put it back in the chat and uh, get signed up today. Why, why would you delay, right? That's right. Run, don't walk. Yep. Over the computer. <laughs> all right take full advantage thanks so much greg for joining us i really appreciate you man and uh god bless we will see you again soon and often i'm sure so yeah thank uh, you toby peace, bud. take care bye Double stack. This is so cool.
This is so cool, the, the FI Industries Washington, D.C. You can see that. Here's a little pro tip. Make sure you get the, the pink up Lula. Stack. This is so cool. This is so cool. The, the FI Industries Washington DC. You can see that. Here's a little pro tip. Make sure you get the the pink up Lula. You know why? It never walks away on you. You know why? It never walks away on you.